Hello and welcome to Main Menu for the week of June 28th through July 4th, 2013. I'm Chase Crispin, here to host the program this week while David Tanner is on vacation. This week, we have a packed Main Menu show for you, discussing all types of technologies. First, we bring you a discussion with Ricky Inger and Joe Steinkamp from Ceratech Corporation about the new socializer function built into the System Access Mobile Network and other new announcements from Ceratech including discussions of their Accessibility Anywhere package. Next, we're joined by David Woodbridge from Vision Australia, who discusses the One Tap to Dial app that you can access from your home screen to quickly dial on an iPhone. David Tanner will then join us and discuss the Tap Tap C app for all iOS devices that lets you take a picture of your surroundings and have any objects in focus of the camera quickly identified. Finally, David Woodbridge will return again to discuss how to let Siri on an iPhone, iPod Touch, or iPad generate passwords. We're covering all types of technology this week, and we hope you find our show helpful. Before we begin the program this week, we would like to let everyone know that due to the coverage of this year's National American Council of the Blind Conference and Convention, we will not have a main menu for a couple of weeks. We will be off the next two weeks, while convention coverage is aired on ACB Radio Mainstream, so we will not be back with you until July 19th. Next week, we will be airing a workshop from ACB on ACB Radio Mainstream, and the next week, general sessions will be airing and repeating during Main Menu's normal time slot. In the meantime, we encourage you to visit www.acbradio.org to find out the ACB convention schedule, and we encourage you to tune in to the excellent coverage that is available for all parts of this year's convention. So remember, we will not be back with you until July 19th. In the meantime, have a great 4th of July for those of you here in the United States, and as always, thank you for listening to ACB Radio Mainstream's Main Menu. menu. Hello, Main Menu listeners. This is Chase Crispin, and today I'm here with not one, but two Serotech staff members that are joining us today to talk about some new, exciting things from Serotech. First, we've got Joe Steinkamp. Welcome back to Main Menu, Joe. Uh, always a pleasure to be here. Always totally tickled pink to be back on this particular show. And we've also got Ricky Inger here. Welcome back, Ricky. Hey, thank you. Uh, I, I say this every time, and I mean it every time. It's a pleasure to be on Main Menu. It's always fun to have you guys on, so we appreciate you being here. So you guys are just starting to really work with the new SAMnet socializer in the System Access Mobile Network and start rolling that out. Can you go ahead and, for people who might not have used SAMnet for a while, can you give us some background about the history of it and how it's been changing? Well, that's an interesting question. SAMnet was sort of developed because we wanted a place where people who were new to the computer as well as people who just wanted to get some information or they wanted to be entertained or they wanted to check their email or whatever, um, and they wanted to do it efficiently without having to use a whole lot of third-party programs or spend 
forever and ever searching the internet for that elusive piece of information or content. We wanted to put all that together in one place and say, here's where you can go to get your news, get your entertainment, get your recipes, and uh, now more so than ever, get your social networking. We developed the socializer a while back and we took a very, very simplistic approach to it at that time. Our thought was that many people already had Twitter clients and they could use the Facebook mobile site to do things on Facebook and they already had, say, Windows Live Messenger or their messenger of choice and they had a client for that. But for the brand new people, they wanted to do social networking, but they didn't have a place to start. So we developed the socializer for that group of people. But as social networking has evolved and as the services themselves have evolved and in some cases become much more complex and just annoying to deal with, we thought, let's develop this thing where you have sort of a single dashboard to look at all of your social networking and it's a way that you can use Facebook without cursing it. You can uh, use Skype without needing to install and update the client all the time. And of course you can do things like chat on uh, Windows Live Messenger for as long as that sticks around. You have AOL, uh, Yahoo, and of course, Facebook and Skype chat along with Twitter and a whole host of other stuff all in one place. So are there any other services that the Socializer supports that you didn't mention or did you pretty much get all of them? You can do Google Talk and of course you can also use Gmail through SamNet's third-party email checking. Although that isn't a part of Socializer, it is a part of SamNet. So there are nine different social networks that we cover, and I think I got them all, but, you know, uh, it's uh, I may have forgotten one or two. That's why people can just go in and uh, play around with it for themselves in case we have forgotten something. Is this available to all SamNet users now? It is. In fact, uh, if you are a SamNet user through a monthly or yearly subscription uh, to SamNet, or if you're part of SamNet through the Accessibility Anywhere package, which maybe we will discuss a bit more uh, later in the show, then you do have access to the Socializer. Are you getting requests for any other features in the Socializer, or what kind of a oh. reaction are you getting from Oh, requests. Wow. Um, the great thing about a social media is that you get a lot of opinions, uh, good and bad, or unwanted or wanted, um, and with that said, since this is a product that's aimed directly at people to connect, we have gotten amazing feedback from people and uh, desires for features uh, that we didn't even think about when we were designing it. Uh, also, other services, uh, some people have asked if we could connect to other social media services, which we're looking into. Um, so, yeah, it's been amazing. Twitter has been blowing up. It's been great to see people talking about their experiences online with the product and uh, how they're using it, and uh, we just we couldn't be more happier with it. Now, the one thing that really surprised me that you guys got in there is Facebook integration. I think we all know how Facebook can behave. So how much integration do you have? Can you just see posts, 
Or can you access things like private messages? How much of Facebook is available in the socializer? Whenever you're using Facebook, you can look at your public feed. You can like statuses. You can comment on them. You can browse the walls of other people and, again, make comments on those things. You also have Facebook text chat, no voice and video chat for Facebook but you do have Facebook text chat. There are some things that, because of limitations in the API itself, you will have to perform from the Facebook site, namely accepting friend requests, administering group pages, that kind of thing, or if you have created a fan page, which is under your own login, you'll need to be on the main site to be able to post as that fan page. But beyond those things, uh, you're going to be able to do everything that you need to from the socializer. You're still going to get Facebook notifications by email as far as, you know, so-and-so has commented on your status or they've liked your status or what have you. But you can also browse those comments on the socializer as well. So there is unfortunately not a way to say, yay, you never have to visit Facebook ever again. But we've tried to minimize the amount that you have to do that. And for security reasons and other policies that are within the Facebook terms of service, you do need to go in there uh, and double check things and look at things. So it's kind of a good thing that you do have to go back in there. Uh, but there are limitations that third parties can uh, have access to from Facebook itself. So it's not a matter that we don't want to do it. It's a matter of Facebook doesn't necessarily allow it. So for what is there, it's a wonderful experience. I've been able to learn about Candy Crush Saga. I had no idea what that was until I looked into my family playing it, and it was so great to be able to just down arrow past all those status updates on games and just move on to more interesting fare. And the chat is really something that's great to have. I have a lot of family members who are in Facebook, and I've not really connected with them uh, due to the accessibility issues. And now um, I'm really trying not to connect with them because they can find me in Facebook chat. So there has actually been a positive and a negative side to being able to have access to Facebook. I think you guys are really deserving of a lot of credit because up to this point, we've had to deal with the Facebook website. There weren't a lot of other ways to really access a lot of the features in a really accessible way, and you guys have finally really come up with a good interface to do this, which is really nice to see. One of my favorite features about accessing Facebook from the socializer is that the feeds are displayed in chronological order. I know that many of us uh, were accustomed to using the Facebook mobile site, and about six months ago, a change was made such that your feed was displayed in a bizarre order that only Facebook understands. It might have had to do with how many people had viewed a particular item on the feed or uh, how many people had liked it or commented, but it had absolutely nothing to do with when that status was posted. So it was very confusing, and a lot of times I ended up missing things that happened because they just showed up in weird portions of the feed and I would have to go through six or seven pages 
just to see something that had been posted a couple of hours ago. So with the socializer, you get that in chronological order. And so you don't feel like uh, you're missing time or posts or anything like that. And you don't have to learn a whole bunch of new crazy keyboard controls or UI. Um, the list box is very simple to use. You can get through things pretty fast. Having all these services, I mean, if you subscribe to all nine of these services and you load them up at once into your contact list, um, it's great to be able to have first letter navigation in all of that, uh, especially if you're just trying to see if somebody's online. Okay, uh, Ricky's not necessarily online in Facebook. Oh, but there she is in Skype. Oh, there she is in G. So I can actually get a hold of her in Google Talk. So it's great to be able to have all of that kind of sort of around in a very simple, easy-to-use interface. And it makes you a lot more productive. So if you're sitting there uh, and you have various friends across various networks, you can kind of sort of get a hold of them all in one platform. The other feature that you guys have added or the other service that a lot of people have a love-hate relationship with is Skype, and you guys have built that into the socializer as well in a very nice way. Can you kind of talk about what you can and can't do with your Skype client built into the socializer? Well, Skype Kit is uh, one of those things that it's wonderful to have, and it's also one of those things that uh, can be a little bit limiting. Luckily, there is a lot that we can do in Skype, uh, which includes voice and text chatting as well as uh, conferencing. So you can add as many people as you need to to your uh, Skype conference call, and you can chat with them by text, or you can actually just speak with them as we're doing now. One of the things that uh, is a little annoying about SkypeKit is that with the... With the standard Skype client, you can turn some things off, telling Skype, don't mess with my audio settings, don't turn down my playback volume, and don't auto-gain me if I go silent for a minute and you think you need to turn up the sound of my computer fan because maybe it's just not loud enough. You can... You can disable those things in the Skype client, but Skype has said, you know this is the only place you're going to be able to do that. So in Socializer, as with many other third-party Skype clients, you still have the issue of Skype deciding to auto-gain or Skype deciding to mess with your uh, playback settings. There are some workarounds, at least to the playback issue, and uh, we have those in uh, Frequently Asked Questions that you can check out. Uh, whenever you look at the socializer forum in Samnets, you can kind of browse that and say, what can I do? What can I not do? In the socializer, you can search for and add new Skype contacts, which is really nice. Um, you will still need to accept the Skype requests uh, that someone sends you you're going to need to uh, to log in elsewhere in order to accept those. But as far as sending your own requests for new friends that you find and so on, you can do that right from Socializer. And uh, Microsoft ID is not supported yet in Skype Kit. So uh, you'll need to use your Skype credentials. And um, that's something we're hoping will change as Microsoft starts to integrate more parts of Skype into things like uh, Yammer, 
and Office 365 and uh, more parts of Windows Live getting sucked into Skype. So there's a hope that uh, Skype Kit will evolve and change. And I think that's the important thing for everyone to realize is that when we entered into this, we did it knowingly. And by that, we know that Facebook is going to change every six weeks because Mark Zuckerberg said that in a conference call to investors that if it doesn't change every six weeks, then he feels it's stale. So we're going to be adding features. We're going to be staying on top of this uh, because we use it. Um, we are, are, are in various parts of the country. And uh, Ricky's uh, on the East Coast. I'm over here in the third coast over by Houston. And as a company, we rely on these tools. So for us, we have to keep them up to date in order for us to be productive as a company. And then we box them up and have everybody else get to play with our toys too. And the audio quality in your Skype client is pretty good. It's really comparable to what you would get in the main Skype client. That's what Ricky's talking on right now, I believe. And it sounds, we can't even tell that she's not in the regular Skype client. So if you're worried about audio quality, you're going to get the same quality with the socializer as you will in the regular Skype client. Uh, Leo Laporte has huge pipes to get his data to and from people, and Leo Laporte still has issues on Twit with Skype. So remember, Skype is Skype. It's, it's going to be a good day or a bad day, but it's going to be Skype. Yes, but we do make an effort to make it as good as it can be. So uh, assuming that, uh, you know, the, the, the Skype elves cooperate in getting our packets uh, where they belong, then yeah, this is, this is going to sound like what you get in the standard Skype client. And we appreciate you giving the opportunity for us to say Skype so many times because those of you who listen to the Serotalk podcast know that that's the S word and we're not allowed to say it very often on our show. <laughs> or if we do, it gets fun things uh, yeah, done been, yeah. to it. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. Is there anything else that either of you would like to mention about the socializer before we move on to other Serotech news? I want to talk a little about Twitter. Uh, which is something that is a part of Socializer as well. It's interesting, as Twitter has recently retired its uh, older API and fully implemented the newer one, we've seen various uh, clients both on the mobile side with iOS and Android and on the PC side uh, play a little catch up to, you know, make sure that they are working with those things. We were designing Socializer kind of with this in mind. So when the older API was turned off and uh, the new one was fully in place, we were happily sitting there using Socializer while other people were like, oh, wait a minute, something happened. My client isn't working anymore. But uh, in any case, you can do multiple Twitter accounts. So for those of us especially who have our own personal accounts and we also do social media for an employer, it's a great way to do that. You can uh, look at whichever account you need to be in and post from there. You can do things that in my mind make Twitter a lot more efficient as far as being in an interface where someone has posted maybe three or four words of text and then a link that Twitter didn't automatically shorten or even a link that Twitter did automatically shorten and you have http.co blah 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 
now you just get link available. You can open that uh, that post and see what the link is if you need to, but you don't have to listen through a lot of verbiage that may not mean so much to you at the time. Um, one of the features that I really, really like about our Twitter implementation is the way that we handle direct message conversations. So in a lot of cases, uh, people will use direct messages almost like an instant messaging client. There'll be, you know, messages are flying back and forth every couple of seconds and uh, they're just typing and they reach the end of that 140 character limit. They uh, press enter and just keep going. So with that in mind, we decided whenever you are in Socializer and you're logged into Twitter and let's say you send a direct message or you receive one, now we're just going to open a conversation window that looks much like any other instant messaging conversation window where you can arrow up and review the history of the conversation and then you have an edit box where you just begin typing and as soon as a new direct message comes into that window it's automatically read as it comes in so it really does feel a lot like I am. That is very cool. I was playing with that earlier and it does work really smoothly so I've enjoyed using it as well as I'm sure many of our listeners will too. Now, Joe, you mentioned that there were some announcements you'd like to make about Accessibility Anywhere. Absolutely. We're coming up on one year of Accessibility Anywhere, and we are just absolutely thrilled with the response that we got from that particular launch last year all the way to now. And, you know, having Socializer be a part of uh, our one-year anniversary is just perfect for being able to just get the word out to why we think this is one of the best deals out there. So if you're not familiar with uh, what's in our product for Accessibility Anywhere, for one low price, you can get DocuScan Plus, which is also available on Mac. So you can use the Window and the Mac version. So scan on your Mac, read on Windows, read on Windows, scan on your Mac, vice versa. Uh, You also get System Access, uh, which is our screen reader, which is available on Windows. And, of course, the System Access mobile network, SAMnet, which you can connect through your iPhone through iBlink Radio. So a lot of platforms, one price, and a whole lot of fun. Now, iBlink Radio, I have noticed, does have the ability to log into SAMnet now. Is the socializer going to be coming to iBlink Radio at any point so that users don't have to always switch between various apps on their phone or tablet? It isn't there yet. Uh, So right now you're not going to get the socializer experience that you will typically uh, get on the PC side. And so we don't have anything to announce in that regard at this point. With that said, we're dedicated to cross-platform solutions, and uh, you never know what you'll see from us in the future. But at this point, we don't have anything uh, to talk about in that regard. You can, however, listen to the streaming radio. You can uh, check up on your users' forums. You can look up recipes. Uh listen to whatever audio described information you find and uh, do all the things that you normally do on the PC from the iPhone. I do want to mention one 
thing, though, and that is we, we often get a question about people say, man, I really think this SamNet thing sounds like a great idea. Uh, you got the socializer. You have all of these radio stations that I want to get into, all this content. But I use NVDA or I use JAWS or Window Eyes or whatever. So what about me? You know, what am I going to do? I, I, I want to access this stuff. How do I do that? And the answer is that you can do that regardless of what you use as your screen reader. You can access SamNet through your iPhone. Uh, you can also access it on the PC, even if you run a primary screen reader that isn't system access. In that case, SamNet and also DocuScan Plus will self-voice in those windows, and your primary screen reader does stay active uh, if you want it to for your Windows applications like Microsoft Word and and uh, you know those types of things. But if you're worried about using another screen reader and not being able to use SamNet, no worries whatsoever. You can do that. And connecting DocuScan Plus through SamNet and the iPhone through iBlink Radio is an awesome experience. I recently did a presentation for IAAIS, or the International Association of Audio Informational Services. I had to memorize that. It took a while. Um, But I kept all the materials on my iPad through SamNet Connect through the iBlink radio. Um, And the good thing about that is, is I'm not dealing with Dropbox. I'm not dealing with syncs. I'm not dealing with having to take up a bunch of space on my iDevice. Uh, It's already up there in the cloud, and all I had to do was go through simple navigation to get to my notes and review them before I did a presentation, and I had them right there in case I needed it. And that is something that I think uh, is really worth it because we're becoming a more connected world. We're always on with uh, the Internet in one way or another through our iDevices or Android devices or what have you. And so having the ability to get to some of those larger pieces of information without having to do crazy hoops and jumping over barrels to be able to get it is something that we look into because, again, these are tools that we're developing in order for us to do our jobs. And for us to do them effectively, we need to make them as streamlined as possible. And then we also listen to our users. That's one of the reasons why uh, we started a community preview uh, for a lot of our products. Uh, we did that with the original DocuScan Plus when we went for launch. We did that with iBlink Radio. Uh, we did it with uh, Mac for DocuScan Plus too. And we did it the same way with um, our socializer. We asked our community to come in and help us design the product. So it wasn't just one person's idea about how things should be done. It was our community coming together, which is a big part of what Serotech is, is we are community-driven, and we listen to you in order to make better products for everybody. A lot of times, it's really amazing to watch because our users will come up with feedback that we would never have thought of, and it ends up making the product so much better than we could have done ourselves. Or there are also times when we come up with something that we think is a, a stroke of genius. And uh, in the they way we use gently. things, they, they, we, we they think, oh, this is going to be great. And they say, no, yeah, I, I so didn't know where you were going, but uh, we don't want that. E forever. And we say, okay. 
All right. Well, is there anything else that you guys would like to mention before we kind of start wrapping things up here? Sure. We're always looking to add things. We'll be doing updates for Windows 8.1 when that comes out later this year. Uh, we're already playing around with uh, Mavericks and iOS 7 for updating uh, iBlink if we have to. Uh, we're looking at Android 4.3 for an update to iBlink Radio for Android. We're always playing around with tech. That's you know what we do. So there's always things coming. Uh, and you can always keep up with a lot of that by listening to the Saratalk podcast. Uh, that is a weekly show where we talk about technology from all of our friends in the technology industry. It's not a, a 30 to 90 minute commercial of just us talking about us. It's actually us talking about information from around mainstream and assistive technology. And uh, we'll actually have our 2013 convention coverage going up on iBlink Radio. So if you can't make it to the summer conventions... Uh, you'll be able to go right there to the front page and get to that information right there from the interviews that we'll be getting and other uh, people who are going to be doing interviews. Uh, we put them there as well. So it's all about being able to aggregate all that information into one place for those who can't make it to the major conventions. iBlink Radio is available on the Apple iOS store or from the Google Play market. Just look up Serotech, S-E-R-O-T-E-K, or I-B-L-I-N-K, space radio, R-A-D-I-O, and all the um, wonderful stuff that we've talked about in this interview is available from serotech.com, S-E-R-O-T-E-K dot C-O-M. And you can get a seven-day trial to play with all of this wonderful stuff at www.satogo.com. That's www.satogo.com. If you have gotten a trial, say maybe nine months ago, you wanted to play around with something and you think, oh, no, I've already had my trial and... I'm not going to be able to come in and check out the socializer. You can uh, go to www.sa2go.com. We have reset trials, so it's there to play around with when you want to. Uh, if you want to learn about accessibility anywhere that we've talked about here, or of course, SamNet, uh, DocuScan Plus, System Access, what better way to do that than to get a trial of the whole package? And you can also check out saratech.com to read information about each of the packages. And we've actually uh, redesigned the website as of about six months ago. So if you haven't taken a look at the not-quite-so-new site, but still it's, it's feeling a little shiny and new to us. If you haven't taken a look at that, head on over to saratech.com and check it out. All right. And for any of our listeners who are going to be at the conventions... Do you guys have a booth number or some way that the listeners could find you guys and learn about the latest products? Listen for us uh, <laughs> talking very loudly to other vendors. It's this kind of true. interesting because um, rather than rather than setting up a booth for Saratech, we've chosen to focus on uh, going and seeing what the other vendors are doing and kind of bringing the convention to those who can't attend. So uh, you'll be able to catch all of that convention coverage. We're going to make that available as downloads once the convention is over. And uh, you'll be able to check that out. But if you are there, then again, just listen for us. We'll be here and there and everywhere. Yeah, Ricky and I will be at uh, Orlando. Jamie will be at uh, Columbus, also with our, our audio guys, Patrick and uh, Derek. 
And uh, you can just kind of sort of keep an ear to the ground or follow us on uh, Twitter at our personal accounts because we'll probably give you an idea of where we're hanging out. All right. Very cool. Well, thank you, Ricky, and thank you, Joe, for joining me here on Main Menu today. It's been great talking to you and learning about the newest from Serotech. Thanks for having us. Thank you. It's summer and traditionally a time when the technology companies, including the assistive technology companies, come out with a lot of their new and cool things. And this summer, we want you to remember that we here at Main Menu will keep you on top of what's hot and what's cool this summer in the technology field. So don't miss us every week here on Main Menu. The following presentation is provided courtesy of Vision Australia. To find out more about Vision Australia, you can visit their website at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Hi all, I just wanted to give you a quick demonstration of a very nifty app I just came across today. And the app is called... One tap, that's capital O N E, capital T A P, or one word. And basically, it allows you, amongst other things, to create a home icon to dial numbers from your iPhone home screens. So, I thought I'd show you how to do that in this demo. Now, the two times I've used this, it's actually come up with an error when it's first created the icon via Safari, but it has worked the second time. So, I'll go through both stages and you can see that it does indeed work. So I've currently got my iPhone turned on, voiceover is running and I'm currently sitting at the home screen. So let me touch on one tap that I've downloaded from the App Store. One tap. Okay, one finger double tap to open. One tap. One tap. Twitter. And it's landed on Twitter because besides dialing phone numbers, you can also add other home icons. So if I flick to the left, so one finger flick to the left with voiceover. FaceTime. We can do FaceTime. Mail. Mail. Message. Message. Phone. Phone. And I'm going to choose phone. So one finger double tap on phone. All contacts. Groups. Button. Okay, and it's brought up my contacts list. Now the first time I ran this, it asked me to give permission to access my contact list, of course of which I said yes to. Now I'm going to find the table index up the towards the top right hand side of the screen. Cancel search. Table index. Adjustable. I was just dragging my finger down. I'm going to do one finger flick down to V because I want to do the shortcut for Vision Australia. So one finger flick down. B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V Selected. Okay, one V, touch towards the middle of the screen. Var Newcastle. One finger flick to the left. Varkyong reception. VA contact center. That's the one. VA contact center. One finger double tap. Info. All contacts. Back button. And if I do one finger flick to the right. Info. Heading. Cancel. Button. Image. VA contact center. Work. One three zero zero eight four seven four six six. And that's indeed the number for the Vision Australia official customer service contact number. Okay, and I want to select that number because that's indeed the right number. One finger double tap. Confirm contact. Back. 
Back button. Okay, confirm contact. One finger flick to the right. Confirm contact. Heading. Button. Now there's two buttons in this form, if you like, that are not labelled. So if I one finger double tap on this button. Alert. Take photo. Button. Okay, it's to take a photo to assign to that icon, which I don't want to do. So I'm going to do one finger flick to the right. Choose photo. Cancel. Button. Finger double tap. Confirm contact. Back. Back button. One finger flick to the right. Confirm contact. Button. There's that button that I was just on about the photo. Call the contact center. Button. Now this button, if I one finger double tap this one. Text field. Is it name? Okay, it's to change the name of the actual home icon name itself. So I'm going to do one finger flick to the left. Name. Done. Button. Double tap on done. Confirm contact. Back. Back button. Okay, I'm going to touch the back button again. Back. Back now button. One finger flick to the right to go through again. Confirm co button. There's the photo button. Call the contact center button. That's the button for changing the name. Icon name. Call VA contact center. Icon image. Continue. Okay, now if I one finger double tap, I'll continue now. Safari image. Okay, one finger flick to the right. Call the contact center. Link. Image. Call the contact center. And this time it's actually worked properly. It hasn't said cannot contact server. So what you do now is touch down the bottom for utilities. Utilities. Button. One finger double tap on utilities. Mail. Button. One finger flick to the right to add to home screen. Message. But Twitter. Facebook. Add to home screen. Button. Okay, one finger double tap. Text field. Is editing. Call VA cont. So it said call VA cont as in C-O-N-T. So one finger flick to the left. Add button. One finger double tap. Home. One tap. Okay, and I'm back on the screen that contains the one tap icon. Now if I do one finger flick to the right. Call the icon. There's the icon that I've just created. And I just put it there because the one tap icon was the last thing I just installed on my iPhone. So of course the next icon went after that. So that didn't happen on purpose. It just happened purely by accident. Okay, so now if I do a one finger double tap on the home icon. Call Vision Australia Cont, as in contact, it'll ring that number straight away for me. So one finger double tap now. Calling work. Welcome to Vision Australia. Okay, and you know the there's the person you wish to Vision speak Australia to. Contact Please Center. Now. Sorry, what's the name again? No name, goodbye. So that concludes this demonstration of the one tap application to create in this demo an icon on your home screen to dial a phone number directly. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to this demonstration. Thanks for listening as always and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. The preceding program was brought to you courtesy of Vision Australia. You can find out more about Vision Australia by visiting their website at www.visionaustralia.org. Hi, I'm David Tanner, your host here on Main Menu. 
And I'm just coming to you today to remind you that we are always looking for folks to provide more information for us as to what they would like to hear on Main Menu. We are interested in knowing what you are interested in and would like to hear on Main Menu. And we're also interested in having people present technology information and presentations on Main Menu that you may like to present yourself. If you are interested in presenting a presentation for us on Main Menu about some technology that you know about and think our listeners would be interested in, we'd love to hear from you if you have ideas that you'd like for someone else to cover, but you have the idea, but you're not so sure whether you could cover it or not, but you'd like to have someone on Main Menu cover it. Again, we'd love to hear from you and hear your comments and suggestions. There's a number of ways you can get a hold of us here at Main Menu, and the probably easiest way is to come to http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org and you'll find a comment place there on the website where you can leave us a note, give us your contact information, give us an email address is probably the best way to give us information on how we can get a hold of you and someone from our staff Either Chase or myself, we'll get back in contact with you and get your information and see what we can work out. Again, that address is http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you soon. simple but very nice app and it's an app that many of you will have heard of but there's probably some in the audience who have not and if you haven't we really would like for you to know about this app it is very inexpensive it is free in the app store for your iPhone iTouch 5 or iPad But the great thing about it is that even though it is free, it's probably one of the finest free apps I've ever had. And it is called TapTapC, and that is T-A-P-T-A-P-S-E-E. And as I say, you can get it in the App Store. And so we're going to go ahead now and bring it up and show you all about it here in the next couple of minutes and I'm going to uh, flick to the left here to get to it tap tap see double tap to open and I'm going to double tap all right and I've brought it up and it is a very s- simple screen And I'm going to just flick up here and let you hear the whole screen. Repeat. Button. Library. Button. Share. Button. About. Button. Take picture. Button. Okay. So as you can see, it is a very simple, straightforward screen. If I start at the bottom and start swiping up, I'll find... About. Button. About. About. Share. Button. Library. Button. Repeat. Button. All right. Say the last picture again. 
All right, it's, that's uh, the top button on the top left is the repeat button. And then uh, we're going to go down here. Take picture button. Probably Double the vo bottom of half of, of the screen is the take picture button. And what this app does is you can take a picture of whatever it is in front of you and it will send that picture out on the internet and come back and, and identify what the item is. I have done a lot of identifying, I don't know, hundreds of different things and it is extremely accurate, unbelievably accurate and uh, we're just going to look at a few things I have sitting around here in the desk on in my office here at my house and maybe some staying things up on the shelf here just to give you an idea of what it will do on some simple, fairly easy to recognize things. So I am going to take, I've got a device sitting over here and I had actually... Uh, when I reached over and touched it because I haven't used this particular device in a, in a while, I kind of almost took a double, double tick and said, what is this? And and pulled out my tap tap, see, you know, said, okay, tell me what this is. So let's see what it is. Picture two in progress. Picture two is yes, an iPod doc. Okay, yeah, it's an iPod dock. It, it's a little um, um, radio and iPod dock, so you can play your iPod through it, and it also has a uh, clock radio in it. Well, here's something else that's sitting down here next to it. Let's see what this might be. All right. Picture three in progress. Picture three is external hard drive. And that's what it is. It's a little it's a little external hard drive uh, from Western Digital. Oh, let's grab, I've got a, some CD sitting over here. Let's see what it'll tell us about a CD. I'm going to lay it down on the desk here, and I'm going to hold. Uh, now, for these other two things that we've taken pictures of, I had my camera probably... Uh, a foot to maybe a foot and a half from it. The CD, I'm going to hold my camera uh, probably just a little above a foot or above it. Oh, let's say 13, 14 inches. Picture two in progress. Picture 2 is Southern Sound Through the Year CD. Okay, so it told me the name of that CD. And I was, yeah, I was holding the... Take picture. Button. I was taking the... Double tap to the phone take picture of what's in front of you. foot above the CD. And it told me the name of the CD. Gave me all the information that was on the front of that CD. I 
think uh, on average for smaller things like that might have some smaller print like a CD, you'd probably want to hold the phone about a foot above the um, the CD if you were looking at a CD. Uh, depending on what it is, it's going to differ a little bit, but you can experiment with it and and figure out pretty quickly. And actually, the first time I took the picture of that CD, I was holding it a little high, and it told me that the picture was blurry. Okay, I've got another little electronic device of some sort here. It's about three inches by three inches square, um, and it's a device that at first... When I found it laying here, I didn't remember even having this around anymore. I thought I had thrown it away, but I found it on the back of my huge desk here. Let's see what this thing is. Picture three in progress. And again, I'm about a foot up above the device. Picture three is Blue Sony Walkman. Okay. And so that's a little Walkman uh, digital disc recorder. If you remember those from a few years back, maybe 10 years ago. 10 years ago, these were real popular. They um, had a disc that was sort of like a, a floppy disc and that it recorded on. It was what I would say was when we were getting real close to when the mp3s were going to start really taking over things but these were uh, rather uh, popular for a little while and were very good uh, audio quality let's see i've got uh, i got something over here on the shelf above my desk over on this other side on my computer desk let's see what this is picture one in progress And this is just to give you an idea of what it'll do. Picture one is Audio Video Control Center. Okay, Audio Video Control Center. And um, I'm surprised it didn't tell you the brand on it. Uh, maybe the brand is more on the top, and so it didn't see the brand. Anyway, yeah, that's what it is. An Audio Video Control Center by uh, Sony. And I have it sitting up here connected to my computer so that if I want to record something from radio or something like that, that I can do that. That is the TapsHapC app. As I say, it's available in the App Store. It is free. You can look on, for it under TapsHapC, T-A-P-T-A-P-S-E-E, -T -T -E, all written together. If you don't exactly remember the name, you could do a search in the App Store for blind space, uh, the space after the word blind, and do a search. And it will probably come up as one of the first apps that will be listed in the list of apps that it'll come up with. And again, it is free, very easy to use. Uh, they are in version 2.0. One now when I'm doing this review. It has been out about five months. It's available and will work in about 20 different languages at this point and just keeps getting better and better all the time.
Hope you've enjoyed the review. Hope you enjoy using Tap Tap C. Welcome to this demonstration of using Siri to generate passwords, a course using VoiceOver. In this particular demo, I'm actually using my iPhone 5. So first of all, what I'm going to do is activate Siri by just holding down the home button until we hear the double beep. And then I'm going to say generate password and then release the home button. Generate password. You said generate password. Let me check on that. I found this. Input interpretation. Generate a random password. Input value. Password length 8 characters. Results. QGW9BPHR. Quebec Capital Golf Whiskey Nut. Okay, and I just stopped it by doing a two finger touch on the screen. Now that's read out results of the eight character passwords that have just been generated. But here's a slight issue of the date of this recording. So I'm going to touch towards the top of the screen. Input interpretation. Generate a random password. Okay, so I'm on the input interpretation field. And I want to read that word by word, for example. So what I'm going to do is do a two finger rotate around two words on the voiceover rotor. Words. Okay, and I'm going to do a one finger flick down. Input, 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 interpretation, input, interpretation. Okay, and as you can tell, i am sort of got locked into a bit of a loop. I can't navigate past the label of the actual interpretation field itself. The workaround for the moment is to use triple click home to turn voiceover off and then on again. And then you'll be able to use the rotor to read the results for the password generation. So if I do the home button three times, one, two, three. Voiceover off. Okay, voiceover back on again, one, two, three. Now I touch towards the top of the screen again. Input interpretation, generator and. Okay, now if I do one finger flick down. Input interpretation, generate a random password input value password length eight characters results. Now do a two finger counterclockwise rotate to characters. Characters. Now I can read the first password with one finger flick down. Space Q, capital G, W, 9, B, P, 8, capital R, comma. Okay, and so on. And of course, to finish, to come out of Siri, I can just press the home button. Messages, one new item. Okay, and I'm back to my initial home screen, in this case of my iPhone 5. So I hope you've liked this very short demonstration. But I thought it was quite a nifty tool to show you how to generate passwords using Siri. And for the moment, just that little workaround by using triple click home to toggle voiceover to be able to read the interpretation screen from Wolfram Alpha. Thanks for listening as always and bye for now. That will conclude this week's edition of ACB Radio Mainstream's Main Menu. We hope that you have enjoyed the program and that it has been helpful to you. If you have any suggestions about this or any other Main Menu program, or if you have ideas for things you would like to hear on Main Menu in the future, please get in contact with us. You can find all of our contact information on our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. On behalf of David Tanner and the entire Main Menu staff, I'm Chase Crispin.